Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. Staying on our theme of podcasts that are being influenced and motivated by suggestions, today's show is how to kick um, butt <laughs> as, <laughs> the blank. as an extroverted agent. So the concept here is, and we've done podcasts before on how to succeed as an introverted agent, and all the extroverts out there sort of basically said, well, what about us? As would be predicted, right? Exactly. What about me? Just because I'm extroverted doesn't necessarily mean that I don't have my own challenges because I might you know, be extroverted. In other words, they want to have some suggestions and a standalone show in which we're doing yeah. today and how they too can succeed at the highest level uh, when it comes to you know, really embellishing their natural uh, quirks and features, uh, but at the same time making it so they appeal to more people. And guess what tomorrow's podcast is, listeners? The same concept, but then again, we're circling back and focusing on all of you guys who are introverts. And it's worth noting, as we present this information, Julie and I are both introverts. And I, every time we say that, people are like, how can you possibly be introverts? Well, it's very easy because what's uh, for us to, you know, if you got to know us, you'd realize we were, <laughs> we were introverts. But what we've learned to do and what all of you should maybe think about doing is work towards being more versatile. That's where, in essence, you can be an introvert and uh, essentially uh, and operate with extroverts or, you know, transact with extroverts. And the opposite is always true as well. Versatility is the ultimate goal that you should have as you're listening to today's podcast. So that, in other words, you're not just pigeonholed only doing uh, business and deals with other introverts or only doing business and deals with other extroverts, which is unfortunately the case with most uh, agents. And frankly, humans, most humans basically have a tendency to surround themselves with people that are just like them. Yes, that's true. So we're talking about these terms, introvert and extrovert. Maybe there's some people that are not sure. So how do you know if you're an introvert or an extrovert? Well, the simple test is to ask yourself, when you're around a lot of people, say at a party or at a real estate event, do you go home after the party and feel like your battery has been charged or that the battery has been drained? If the answer is charged up, you are probably an extrovert. If you're drained, you're probably an introvert. Now, neither is better or worse, but each has its strengths and weaknesses, especially in business. Those of you who have gone through the DISC personality profiling um, and maybe you had a, someone who was offering the test and maybe made you feel insecure because you were an introvert, like that happens all the time. And, you know, we want to, we're not dealing with that. We're setting all of that stuff aside and we want you to focus on the fact that you can be successful no matter what your natural tendency is. Julie said, uh, the example she just gave you when you're testing to see if yourself as an introvert or an extrovert, I'm going to reframe that ever so slightly and, and add on to what she said. If you, you have a choice of how you're going to spend this weekend, right? You have a choice of what you're going to be doing. What are you going to choose to do? In other words, there's nobody expecting you to do anything. You have the com Saturday completely to yourself. What are you going to do? Are you going to go read a book? <laughs> are you going to go to the gym by yourself and put on your headphones and your you know hoodie? And are you going to do things that are going to isolate you? Or are you going to put do the exact opposite and put yourself around a bunch of people? That's kind of an interesting way of doing it. Um, yeah. So just w when you're taking in this information, just think about it. Some of you are going to be uh, actually... Maybe you're a little bit more, um, I think, introspective about this. So you have learned without maybe putting words to it to be more 
uh, versatile and, you know, adjust accordingly. Yes, that's right. As you were talking, I was thinking about our daughter when she has a free moment. What is she always doing? Party planning. She's putting together an invitation. She's putting together the list and what kinds of uh, things they're going to do for fun. Yeah, it's ironic that God gave us a little girl that's so extroverted and you and I are such introverted (laughs) dorks. She's really extroverted. Yes. So on today's podcast, we're talking about extroverts and how to thrive in real estate. And as Tim mentioned, tomorrow we'll talk about introverts. So extroverts come in many varieties, but primarily they are either amiable or influencer types. Now let's separate these a little bit. Some of you might have uh, tendencies towards both, but amiable extroverts are very family oriented and friend oriented They're caregiving and nurturing. They are people people. They are often, but not always, teachers, nurses, customer service, working in the hospitality industry, or another similar people-oriented field. Now, the more influencer types of extroverts are also people-oriented, but they tend to put the focus more on themselves. They're the life of the party, the entertainer, the leader of their friend group, and they tend to have lots of friends. Advanced coaching. If you're an introvert like Julie and I, and you're not, you know, it's a little bit of a struggle for you to be around a big group of people. Have friends that are extroverts because they'll do all the heavy lifting for you. Yes. When you're trying to network and meet other people, they'll introduce you to other people. Julie and I always do that. And uh, it's always worked out well for us. <laughs> it's a great blessing because they tend to be connectors. And we're going to talk about that in a second. So point number one, extroverts do have an advantage in real estate because their sphere of influence is vast. They love to have friends, they love to entertain, and they love to be a connector of people. If that's you, your secret power is to harness those relationships, communicate regularly, talk about real estate, and ask for business. And extroverts tend to be less weird about asking for business as well. Extroverts have a tendency to operate more intuitively, is a simpler way of saying it. So they, without, again, putting words to it, have a higher level, or I shouldn't say it like that. That sounds like, that sounds judgy. But they operate more off intuition where they're going to trust what their feelings and their sort of subconscious thoughts are about a person or a situation. So that gives them the freedom to have uh, conversations. Now, I'm going to give you a little downside to that. If you're an extrovert, and you're like I just described, so you can talk to anyone, like our daughter, frankly. Mm-hmm. You could talk to anywhere, anyone, anytime, no problem, and usually ha- have result in a positive outcome. And that's going to be that has been your secret sauce your entire life, and you're going to rely on that to be successful long term in real estate. You're going to essentially tap out. You're going to hit a glass ceiling where you're going to have to learn scripts, and in essence, uh, you're going to have to perfect your craft, become the best version of yourself as a real estate practitioner. So be an extrovert, but the uh, nature of the communication you're having with other people is going to be more focused on, frankly, being of service to them, and maybe a little bit less about the frilly stuff. That's a great segue to our second point, which is, and I have to say that one of our hair certified coaches, our beloved coach Rochelle, who has been with us a long time, did contribute to some of these points or parts of these points because she herself is an extrovert. Good example of one. So point number two, extroverts are naturally confident, but be wary of this because being overly confident can be perceived as arrogance. Prospects can be turned off to you because they'll think that you just assume that they'll work with you. After all, you're friends, but be just as professional with friends as you are with people who don't already know, love, and trust you. 
That is a big mistake, especially in listing appointments where you go in and you assume that you have the business and you just don't bother to present because it's a friend. And remember, guys, these points are down below. So open up the show description. It doesn't matter what platform you're listening or watching us on and scroll down. The show notes are there. And also there's links for you guys to learn more about our show sponsors. The thing that all of you guys should be moving forward on right away is joining Premier Coaching. You can click the link below or just go to premiercoaching.com. So if you love this show, which we know you do because this is the number one listen to daily podcasts for real estate professionals in at least the United States, then we know you're going to be absolutely blown away by the value you receive in Premier Coaching. Speaking of value, the first 30 days is free. So scroll down below, open up the show description and click the link to join or just go to premiercoaching.com. All right. Point number three, extroverts tend to talk a lot. Let your client talk more than you do and listen to what they're saying. Take notes so that you remember what's most important to them. Train yourself to be fascinated by them. Uh, aside, maybe point three and a half that relates to this is sometimes extroverts, because they're high energy and they have to slow themselves down to ask questions and listen to the answers, they'll be kind of looking around at other things and not concentrating. You've got to train yourself to be fascinated and make it all about them. But again, this goes back to skill that they're going to have to move past their natural God-given, you know, extroverted Tendencies. nature, and they're going to have to uh, lean into skill and what just sort of advanced coaching here. You know, every conversation more or less is going to go better if you are not talking about yourself and you're asking people questions. You know, we again coach all of you guys to operate like this. But family, occupation, recreation, dreams, that's kind of a, you know, it's forward. When you're having a conversation with someone, if you follow that pattern, talking to them, asking questions about family, and then leaning into occupation, recreation, and dreams, and don't dominate the conversation with talking about yourself. Everyone's favorite topic is themselves. You're in extroverts. You guys are the ones that are most guilty of committing this sin. You're going to spend all the time talking about yourself. Nobody is that interested in uh, talking or listening to you talk about yourself. They want to. They want you to ask questions and show sincere interest in them. Julie, I'm teeing you up for uh, point number four. <laughs> yes, good segue. Which is point number four. Don't make it all about you all the time. Remove the words. This is a scripting skill type of thing. Remove the words from your vocabulary. I, me, my, and mine, remove that from your speech so that your ego is in check. Lead with your expertise, your professionalism, attention to detail, and leadership rather than relying solely on your personality, extroverts. You know, the most important part of that point is, and I'll challenge all of you, advanced homework, right, is count how many times. Uh, well, first of all, watch your own behavior when you're talking with someone. See how uncomfortable you are listening to what they're saying, asking questions about what they're saying. You know, you're going to challenge yourself to that, not talking about yourself. How uncomfortable is it that you're not going to be, the, especially extroverts, how uncomfortable is it for you not being the focal, not being the center of attention? And the litmus test of that is how many, how frequently you use the personal pronouns, I, me, my, mine. In other words, the conversation is all of a sudden about you. I did this. We did this. Your situation is just like mine. No, it's not. Don't say things like that. It pisses people off. Show interest in what they say. Learn how to be a master communicator. I was listening to um, All In, actually, the mm -hmm. podcast you and I really listen to every Friday and Saturday. Um, great podcast, by the way. And they were talking for a long period of time about these new Apple, what is it called? The goggle things? The glasses or goggles. Whatever they are. And they were talking about how the first generation, it's not really sure how people are going to be using them. It's kind of like this new mm -hmm. technology. And and then they were relating it back to when the iPad came out. When the, and I do remember this. When the iPad came out, I was like, 
why do I need this? And, uh, you know, I have a computer. I have my phone. And then what happened over time is people figured out how to use the technology. It's kind of cool if you think about it. Apple comes out with this technology, and then people evolved to figure out how to use it. And that's, I don't know, that's almost unbelievable. So what they're saying is these new glasses are going to make it so that, um, you know, sure enough, people are going to start spending more time in the metaverse or more time on the, it's behind the glass, right? And that's going to make it so fewer and fewer people actually even know how to have a real conversation. And these guys were talking, there's five of them, I think, they're talking about the fact they all have kids that in their homes, no, no screens, no iPads, no phones during the week. Julie and I adapted that for Zoe because we noticed, and she's 10, but we noticed how quickly her ability to communicate effectively just degraded the more time she spent on even you know watching kids YouTube videos or whatever. Unplugged her, it took two or three days, and she's back, you know, being her very articulate, almost, you know, overly confident self. Vocabulary content rich. Exactly. <laughs> you know, how many 10-year-olds know how to spell on a monopia, let alone know what the hell it means, okay? <laughs> yeah. So moral of the story here is is that if you want to have an unfair advantage in the marketplace, if you want your children, loved one, and team members to have an unfair advantage in the marketplace, verbal communication. Face-to-face human communication is where you're going to find the advantage, not with further use of tech. Everyone's going to lean into tech, especially people, younger people. As they grow older, they're going to be so adapted to it. They're not going to know how to talk effectively. You guys get it? That's the rewiring of the brain, which is happening at a younger and younger age because of all these devices, is going to doom a lot of these people from ever learning how to be effective communicators the older that they get. And here's a little secret sauce for you guys. People about, say, 35 and older who had a world without devices, now a world with devices, if you don't have the ability to speak to them because they know the difference, they're not going to do business with you. If you don't know how actually to connect with people and communicate with people, and those of you who want to sell luxury real estate, I promise you, everyone buying and selling luxury real estate is going to expect you to be able to have high-level, belly-to-belly verbal communication. You do not understand, hopefully you do, but if you do not understand the importance of the point I'm trying to make to you, don't let bad experiences and failure on the job prove what I just said to be right. Learn to be a high-level communicator and let everyone else start leaning into the devices. You're going to learn how to speak, ask questions, show sincere interest, and be a true problem solver. Very well put. Thank you for that, for sure. Uh, Number five, and this one came from Coach Rochelle. It's funny, I was thinking about this point that she added. I definitely would not have made this on my top of the list because I'm an introvert. (laughs) And this point is, again, from Coach Rochelle, be careful not to overreact or be emotional in front of your client. (laughs) Not not my usual jam. I can see coming from extroverts that that's a big thing, right? So you tend to wear your emotions on your sleeve or more accurately on your face and your demeanor. If you hear no, if you lose a deal or you have conflict with another agent, don't lose your composure. There's always a solution. I thought that was a good version. Well, but, but going back to the, how we tipped the show off, I mean, if you're an introvert, let's say, or let's just say you're the extrovert to see, uh, stay with the show's theme, and you're communicating with someone like Julie, who's not, and she's low emotion, you know, she's very, you know, that's the reason she's the nation's best, you know, female or if not real estate coach straight up. It's because she can drill down. She doesn't allow her emotions to rule the roost. She can cut through it. She understands in a very empathetic and sympathetic way how to help solve your problem. But the problem is going to get solved, right? Now, if you're somebody that's talking to somebody like Julie and you're just fire hosing Julie with lots of emotions, knowing how her brain works, she can adapt and she can kind of, you know, 
she knows how to matriculate amongst all the emotions. But, you know, Julie's trained to do that. If you're dealing with a seller or a buyer and you're an extrovert and they're an introvert and you're just fire hosing with all your emotions, especially if you're making it about you in this situation, this is what I would do and all the rest of it. You're going to lose that client or most likely you're never going to do business with them in the first place because they're going to run from you when they when they see how you, you know, essentially how you interact with them. Yeah. And they might not say it in that way. They would just feel a certain way. And that's when you guys come to your coaching call and you say, I don't know why my client ghosted me. Well, look. It's because you freaked them out. You were too much for them to handle. Look to see who your last three, five, ten closings were and ask yourself, was that person, an? In, let's say you're an extrovert, was that person an introvert or an extrovert? Now, it's going to get a little choppy if there's like a married couple and there's two, you know, different person, dominant, you know, introvert, extroverts, you know. But you're going to find for the most part, most of the people that you're doing business with are just like you are. In this case, they're an extrovert. So you have got to let that little, you know, knowledge bomb hit you in the right way so you can start accepting the fact that you need to be reversal so you can start working with more introverts. Very well put. Point number six, extroverts tend to wear themselves out trying to be everything and everywhere to everyone. So take time to refill your cup. Don't party the night before and then go to a listing appointment the next morning. Plan so that you can be your best self with your prospects and your clients. I don't quite understand that point. That that was another, I asked my extroverts to contribute and they're, they're like, you know, you're life of the party all the time uh, and then you're supposed to show up the next morning and be frosty. Uh, Again, think, not something that you and I would think about, right? I was going to say that definitely wasn't a Julie point. I know. That's funny, isn't it? I mean, because you but and But that's I, demonstrating the point, isn't it? Well, it's because we've never gone to the party and been the life of a party and it seems foreign. Nor would we go to a party on a weekday. Nor, yes, exactly. <laughs> but, but people do. I mean, even, even before we had kids and we were selling real estate, if it was a weekday, we'd say it was a school night. Exactly. <laughs> so for all you extroverts, we are paying attention. All right, number seven, tame your outgoingness. And I did look up, that's a word. Even Grammarly liked that word. Tame your outgoingness when necessary and be more like your prospects if they're introverted or simply calmer than you are. Not everyone wants a bubbly chatterbox. Read your audience. Zoe asked me the other day what that meant. She read that in a book. Read your audience. Know who you're in front of. Be sensitive to that. Sometimes as extroverts, you can be you know, doing your bubbly self thing. And you know, most of the time that works, but for the ones that it that it doesn't, you don't notice necessarily that they're more calm and composed. You got to take it down a notch with some you're, people. Really, guys, adapt to who you're trying to work with. That's really where this is all going. But you're, the way you do it is you got to set your ego aside and and stop thinking that everyone's like you and sees the world like you and feels like you and thinks like you and reacts to everything like you do. So slow yourself down. I spoke you know, quickly there to make a point, right? Slow yourself down when you're dealing with an introvert. Slow yourself down when you're dealing with a more details person and learn to be more versatile. And then what you'll discover is you're going to be able to do business with all kinds of people, no matter what their you know tendency is, whether it be introverted or extroverted. And that is where you can have a massive breakthrough, not just in, you know, frankly, real estate and business, but in your personal lives as well. For sure. And all of this can be resolved with point number eight, which is why it's the last point of our outline. Lead with questions versus statements. Ask what's most important to your prospects and clients versus assuming you already know. Maybe you do already know, but they don't come off that way. Ask questions and listen to the answers. And for that reason, the scripts are your friends. They will help you keep on track and keep focused on providing the best service to all types of clients. See, when you ask questions and you have a standard practice and you're following a system and you use a pre-qualification script on buyers and sellers, no matter what their personality is, 
that will overcome whatever your tendencies are because it forces you to focus on them. And remember, a script is nothing other than a conversation outline. Now, here's what a extrovert's going to be able to do when using our scripts, using our conversation outlines. They are going to sprinkle a little genese qual on it. They're going to inject their uh, their personalities into the scripts, and it's then they go to the next level. So if you're an extrovert who's naturally connecting with people through intuition and your ability to read people, there's, you know, that's you know it's kind of normal. And and let's say you're really really good at it. I found frankly a lot of females are really really good at it. Mm -hmm. It seems to be a strength for women more than men. Now you're all of a sudden following a script or a conversation outline. You will not believe how much more success you'll have faster, and the client, the prospective buyer or seller, will respect you even more because you're obviously taking up. You're being this really gregarious person that all of a sudden is taking this professional approach that you can slow down and be more adaptable to the situation and the individual. All of a sudden, that's when you have your big breakthrough. Yes, totally agree. It's like the scripts put the icing, it puts the polish on what you're probably already quite good at, but also that can lead you into some traps in certain situations if you're not following that system and well, that script. Complacency. That's where it goes. Sure. You just rely on your personality. It's a little lazy. That's true. It's Yeah, it's complacency, but it's also, I mean, a little bit of arrogance too. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly. Well, that was one of the points. Don't If you lead primarily with your personality... And, and that's like 90% of what you do, that can be perceived as arrogance, that you're being very assumptive that you're going to get that business. Just open your eyes, take that test that we gave you before. It's the weekend, it's coming up, it's Saturday, what do you want to do? You want to go hang out with other people? Then you're probably an extrovert. You want to be by yourself, you're an introvert. And the secondary question is, look to see who you're, you know, maybe you're a new agent, you don't have five past closings. Most of you do. Most of our podcast listeners are selling real estate in a lot of cases selling a lot of real estate. Look to see the clients you're naturally attracting to you and then ask yourself, introvert, extrovert. If you find they're mostly like you, chances are you need to re-listen to this podcast and you know scan down, read the notes in the show description and then really take this stuff seriously. This should be a good, I think, um, opportunity for some of you who are having a light go off in your heads right now because you've taken those two tests you know, in your head while I was offering you the questions. And now you're going to say, well, how do I develop this even more? At, in Premier Coaching, in the first level, there's a link to take a DISC personality test. And there's a lot of books and such that have been written on this. I will caution you not to go too far down the rabbit hole because all of this stuff, as soon as you go beyond really uh, the realm of what Julie and I just presented to you, it goes deep into pseudoscience. Pseudoscience is another nice way of saying it's fake science. Um, and then things get really, really confusing um, or really overly analytical. The bottom line is follow scripts, follow conversation outlines, and uh, really uh, be careful of using personal pronouns. Tune all your best energies and just showing sincere interest in them. And then you're going to start rewiring your brain and you're going to start becoming more attractive in your business and in your personal life. So guys, thank you for keeping this Never and Listen to Daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.